I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to the Brand is Female podcast. Every week, I speak with women changemakers and founders who are redefining the rules of female leadership. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Women in Enterprise. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through their educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandiesfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. In today's episode, we talk about women and financial literacy when it comes to building and managing wealth, as well as the reality of being a woman executive in the banking industry. My guest is Isabelle Menard, TD's region head, Quebec and Atlantic for private wealth management. She's built a successful career over the past two decades at TD and other institutions. Isabelle and her team are dedicated to always better supporting women when it comes to managing their investments. And Isabelle also makes sure to be a champion for women within and outside her organization, including through her participation in the exclusive International Women's Forum. Here is our conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Isabelle, welcome to The Brand is Female. Thank you so much for making time to speak with me today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I want to talk about your role at TD, but first, before we get into what you do today, I want to go back in time a little bit, as this is typically how I start these conversations. And I want to ask you, growing up, what did you think you would do as a career? And did the idea of working in the financial industry ever cross your mind at that point? Or were you dreaming of something completely different? I'm not sure that I even had like a specific plan. Like I'm, not, I wasn't one of those kids that you know knew from five years old what, what she was going to do. So, um, but I am from a family of entrepreneurs. So both my parents were entrepreneurs, uh, grandparents on both sides, um, uncles. So I knew I had an interest for business, finance, entrepreneurship. Um, certainly, growing up. Um, and then I come from a, I come from a small town, uh, in Quebec and I really wanted to learn English. So, uh, I ended up, uh, going to McGill to learn English and that's how, uh, I decided to go into, into finance, uh, and do a BCom because I was working in the summer, um, in a financial institution as a teller. Fantastic. And now let's talk a little bit about your role. So you are region head for Quebec and Atlantic for private wealth management at TD Wealth. So what does that entail specifically? What are your areas of responsibility in that role? Yeah, so it's a it's a great role. It's a great organization. I can't say enough good things about TD. We're such a diverse, open-minded, growing organization. And so I am in charge of Quebec Atlantic, so Eastern Canada, five provinces out of 10 for the country, uh, managing private wealth management. So what what does that mean, really? Um, It's the private banking, it's the financial planning, uh, helping our clients and future clients with their wills, their estate, um, planning for retirement, their investments. So really being trusted advisors uh, in very personal aspects of their life, really. What would you say is your favorite thing about your role at TD? I think that obviously working with the team because we're such a pro-diversity organization that I have a very diverse team. So I love that uh, because it makes you pause and it changes your perception on things. You know, I've been in banking for 25 years and I, was all, I wasn't always in a very diverse team, but I am now. And it's so interesting because you, you really get a different perspective by having different 
uh, thoughts. So I love that because it makes me, oh, okay, I should, I should inquire a bit more about that. So I love that. Um, and uh, everyone's so engaged. Everyone is so motivated. And again, we're, we put the clients at the center of everything. It, it has to be about customer service. It has to be adding value. And I love the team because they're just all motivated. I'm very lucky. And what is private wealth management exactly? And mm -hmm. how does TD help its customers in that field? Yeah. So we, so you, Eva, Mrs. Eva. So you want, you, you come to us and you say, um, I want to have a, a plan around the money that I've accumulated and the best use of it, for example. So we'll go through, uh, you have to, well, I want to clarify as well as in my team, I handle a million and up. Uh, an investable asset. So we have two segments we call financial planning, who's my great colleague. She handles financial planning. So that would be any clients that are coming in through our branches all the way to a million. And then when it's a million dollars, it goes to our side, my side. Uh, so it would be, okay, Mrs. Eva, you know, we would do what we call a discovery. So we would, and all of it is confidential. All of it is, uh, of course, based on what you want to say to us. So we'll do a full discovery. What does that mean? What's your employment? Do you have any children? Uh, do you have any spouses? Do you have any properties outside of Canada? Um, what's your timeline in terms of investment horizon? Um, do you have any, for example, uh, disabilities or kids with disabilities that we're going to have to think about um do you uh what's your risk tolerance are you someone who loves risk doesn't like risk um what's your again your life insurance what about your, your um incapacity insurance like disability insurance and we'll validate all of that and we'll ad give you advice like we really will give you advice and we'll even possibly challenge some of your assumptions and your thinking because sometimes we think we need something and we we need actually something else so that's where our expertise comes in uh, and we have again we have very on my team I have very uh, pointed specialists I have tax specialists I have um, cross-border specialists I have investments license specialists depending on the products mutual funds or stocks or options all, all sorts of um, so yeah so it's, it's it's super interesting because you get to to do again a full discovery and we have we have a responsibility we really do sometimes we'll uncover something like for example someone that doesn't have a will mm -hmm. uh, and they could have for example a children uh, a child that has you know that needs to have full-time um, attendance and then we say to that person it's really dangerous because if you pass away and there's no instructions you know it's going to kind of fall a bit of a mm -hmm. in the black uh, hole so we have a responsibility to follow through on what we see in it's a super lot of my, it is, yeah. And in a lot of my conversations with your with your banking colleagues at TD, and also this has come up with uh, several of the entrepreneurs I speak to on the show, often women uh, are not as educated when it comes to uh, finance, you know, finances in general, and uh, entrepreneurs specifically. Often we talk about how this affects how they manage their strategy uh, going into business. And I'm sure that for clients you see, um, it's been well documented as well that women tend to wait longer or not feel as equipped when it comes to financial planning. So in your experience, um, uh, you know, what's, what's, your, what's your approach to working with women? And in general, what have you observed? And hopefully we are seeing that this trend is changing too. There's yeah, a lot in I, that question, but I'd love to hear your point of view. 
Yeah, I love that question. I'm glad you're asking that question. So before being in wealth management, I've been at TD for 12 years. Uh, I was in commercial banking. So I would deal with entrepreneurs all the time, uh, mostly men, to be honest. Majority of our client was still men, but many women. Um, and you're absolutely right. There's a, There's this sense, I would say, of being intimidated by it or not sure that women should take the lead on it. So I love that you asked that, que that question because this is the first time uh, in our uh, geography, in our country, in North America, that you know our generation now is coming with a significant amount of wealth. In fact, most of the wealth that's going to be coming for the next years is actually going to be in the hands of women. Mm -hmm. Why? Because women live longer. So they will inherit. They will inherit in a you know in a uh, heterosexual relationship, if you will. They will inherit from their parents. They will inherit from their husbands, who will not live. You know, stats demonstrate that women live four to five years older. Women are all. We've got women now like ourselves that are professionals that are making their own money, making their own decisions, inherit. You know, quite a building quite a bit of wealth. So that's actually a passion of mine as well, making sure that I. When I run into like my advisors, I tell them if you're speaking to the husband, you need to speak to the to the to the women. You need to speak to the two spouses, you know, because sometimes even in homosexual relationships, you'll have one more than the other. So it's super important that we uh, engage women. And in mm -hmm. fact, if we do not, if we do not, de stat statistics demonstrate. You probably have those stats as well. Demonstrate that seventy percent of the time, if you do not engage women. Uh, mm -hmm. when their husband passed away or their father, they will actually change advisors, change financial institutions because that trust hasn't been built. Mm -hmm. um, so my advice is women get involved. You own, you own it. Uh, you're, you're smart. You've accomplished it. Uh, yes, it can be intimidating, but challenge that. Say, I don't understand. You've got to explain it to me in layman terms. It's, you know, with all due respect, it's my money. I want to have my own decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I want them to take their space. What's the number one mistake that you see women making when it comes to financial planning and, and how can they, how can we change it? How can they avoid it? I think it's, I think it's that it's, you know, we're, we like to please again, I don't want to be too generalist, but mm -hmm. we like to please, we don't want to disrupt. So um, sometimes I do sit through those meetings and I'm the one actually probing saying, you know, it's okay for you to challenge the pricing. It's okay for you to challenge. Are you okay with that strategy? So I would, that's, I would say that's a common mistake. Like we don't want to disrupt. We don't want to admit we're not understanding. We feel intimidated. Someone in front of us could be, we feel like they're more subject matter experts, but mm -hmm. um, so I would say that's a common, it's changing, but it's, it's common. It's still common. So not being afraid of challenging what we're hearing, asking yeah. questions, and even if we, because I think for a lot of women too, and I see that with entrepreneurs, um, and I'll, I'll include myself in the group, we're afraid of sounding yeah. not savvy enough or sounding, you know, dumb or uneducated when it comes to financing, uh, but there are no dumb questions, right? This is, it's our money we're talking about, so we have to be involved. Exactly. And in fact, so that's that imposter syndrome that we yeah. tend to see a bit more in women than in men. Mm -hmm. But in fact, when women do ask questions, they tend to be very well thought out questions. Mm -hmm. They tend to be very well researched. They tend to be, um, you know, point on because they listen, women listen. So you've got, you know, they're kind of asking back a question to something that's extremely meaningful. So actually in practice, when they do speak, 
Uh, it makes us think. It makes us better. Uh, and they're, they're very, very knowledgeable. Um, so it's just it's just to kind of say that, you know, and say, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, there's nothing wrong either with taking someone to from your entourage with you if you feel comfortable. Yeah. So some some women do that. They'll say, I want to bring my lawyer, accountant. Uh, there's nothing wrong with doing a friend. Uh, there's nothing wrong with doing even a male friend. There's no mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But it's still your your file, your your things, your your assessment. Um, you're the client or the future client. And you're obviously spending a lot of time thinking about your women clients specifically mm-hmm. and how women approach uh, uh, financing and wealth management. Um, and you were uh, recently sponsored to join the International Women's Forum, which is by invite only. Uh, what Can you tell us about that experience and what you learned from it? Yeah, thank. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's 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 pretty new. So I've been part of it for less than three, four years now. So it's 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 quite a privilege. Um, I had heard of certain women in my business circle that were in it, very accomplished women. Uh, it's a it's an organization that started in the U.S. outside of New York, mm-hmm. and about. 30, 40 years ago. And the, the goal was really to get uh, women from di- successful women uh, in different um, circles. So it could be in politics, could be medical field, could be research field, could be not for profit, entrepreneurs, finance. So I was very appealed to it because most of my circles are in the business circle. You know, I don't, I don't enter, um, I don't get that often except through the clients to interact with some some of these other circles and certainly not outside of Canada because that's the other thing. It's a very it's an international mm-hmm. organization and the women are just unbelievable. Um, very much um, a safe space, very much uh, uh, I'm not going to call it a sisterhood, but to a certain extent where you they're very, you know, I could show up in Argentina and someone would say, oh, you're part of IWF. You know, tell me, you know, I don't know you, but you're welcome at my house. We can, I can show you around. So it's very much mm. a, um, an organization and it's, you, and it's, and it's a growing organization. They take more people. You just need to have three sponsors from within. Um, so uh, I had, uh, so I had three sponsors that were supportive of me and mm-hmm. uh, it's been great. It's been really a great, great organization. In particular, what I like is that it's from all over the world and they're from different fields. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Women in Enterprise, and they're about confidently building you. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. It takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaborative approach. TD can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. TD Women in Enterprise has banking specialists who are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. I want to go back and talk a little bit about your role and, and your approach to uh, working with your teams as well at, at TD. Um, so 
first, I want to ask about, and this is a question I often ask entrepreneurs, but I want to ask in your case, how do you approach leadership? And you are uh, at the head of, of what I imagine is a, is a rather large team. So uh, what does leading that team look like for you? And what are things that are that are important in terms of your, your own leadership philosophy on a daily basis? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I could certainly speak of that. So I manage a team of about 300 people um, based in five different provinces. So that has its own geography challenges. Luckily mm-hmm. now with pandemic, we've gotten used to working remotely. But um, uh, but I would say my leadership philosophy is quite simple. It's really hiring the best people. It's three things. Hire the best people, give them what they need, get out of their way. <laughs> so that's really, <laughs> that is my three-pronged leadership approach. And, you know, people say, oh, you're managing 300 people. Oh my God, it's a lot. Well, I really manage 10 very extremely accomplished direct reports. I really Mm -hmm. manage 10 amazing market leaders who manage each about 30 people. So Mm -hmm. uh, yes, from a communication and meeting, I, I get, I go around and I visit my 14 offices and I go everywhere and I'm going to, for example, Moncton PI in two, two, three weeks and then Newfoundland. But um, it's so my, so to answer your question, I really, first and foremost, leadership, uh, when you work with high performing teams, they want to work for a high, high performing person. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's just the fact. So if you're, if they're high performing, they're going to expect you to be high performing. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to find ways to improve myself and, uh, not let them down and, and, and improve and, and, and innovate. Uh, but at the same time, I'm very, um, hands off. So I like, I love, I've been challenged a lot. I've been given a lot of rings. I love to do that too, to them, because that's really how they develop. Uh, If for whatever reason it doesn't work out, it's also a way for them to realize that maybe that's not, it's not for them and do something else. So it's, uh, that's something I could talk about uh, a lot because, and again, that's very much TD. We're very much for that, very much about being your authentic self, uh, very much, you know, try things, uh, innovate, um, lead from your market. You know, we're in our head offices in Toronto, but we don't know what's happening in Halifax. You tell us, Isabel, mm-hmm. you, you tell us what you need in Halifax. You, you, you figure it out. Here's your plan and make it <laughs> exceed it and tell us what you need. So it's, uh, it's, it's super fun because it's, uh, and I do work with amazing people who are, yeah, who just push me up all the time. And so I need to be on my A game all the time. And speaking of the the people you work with, I'm curious to know who are role models to you, and maybe this was maybe this is within the organization, outside the organization. And we know, generally speaking, that the the world of finance is is you know generally tends to be male dominated. So I'm curious to know if you have any women role models in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you if I look at my my 25 year banking history, my career has always been in banking, you know, 17 out of my 18 managers were men. So um, they were all men. <laughs> so clearly, I, yes, that matches I, the, the trend. <laughs> I must have been doing what I'm trying to say is clearly some men are supportive of women. Otherwise, absolutely. I'm mad. Yes. So clearly, they must have paid attention that I was helping them or doing something good and just kind of pushed me to move forward. But the reality is I had very little of my managers as women role mm. models because I just had one. So to your point, I had to kind of have role models from outside. Mm-hmm. So um, I certainly have entrepreneurs. So having in first, my first, I would say first, first of all, 
uh, entrepreneurs. I've met very successful women entrepreneurs, very successful, some of them not even finishing high school, super smart, super business smart, street smart, um, that have been amazing at developing other people, hiring, creating employment. So I've had a few uh, entrepreneurs that I've been impressed with. Um, certainly in, within TD, there's a few executives to women executive, because we have quite a few uh, women executive within our organization um, that I also get a chance to, so for example, Chris, Christine Morris is an EVP at the bank. She sits on the board, super accomplished. She's someone I have the privilege to speak to every once in a while, and she's a great role model. Um, so yeah, so I would say um, these have been some role models. I, I also like to see people in the, again, business world, not necessarily TD clients that I see who are, uh, you know, I look someone like from... <laughs> Spanks or, you know, some women that have been extremely, uh, you know, the owner of Spanks, how she started it, how Mm -hmm. she's been unbelievably successful, mother of three children, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, she's another one who is interesting to 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 see how she's uh, built this entire empire. And how do you and it's interesting that you bring up um, male bosses that you've had who obviously mm-hmm. were allies and champions of women executives. And uh, this is a theme that comes up quite a bit too. It's, you know, I think as we see that change happening in an industry like finance, uh, there are amazing men who are supportive of women taking on executive roles. So uh, that that's that contribution is important to highlight as well. And I'm curious to know in your case, how do you make sure you foster, um, you know, opportunities for women on your team uh, and, and make sure that you're kind of, you know, giving back to the next generation. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. And that's something that I, that I take to heart, absolutely take to heart because I know how they're good. <laughs> so different things. We have our own women in leadership organized uh, within TD. So within TD Bank, we have what we call will, will women in leadership and we have our own. So we do activities. Uh, I'll have some of my colleagues speak. We do mentoring. So I'm very involved with the women in leadership. We had a session about a week ago where people can register, women can register, and we mentor them around how do you apply for a job internally? How do you prepare to apply for a job? How do you brush off your brush up your resume? Um, you have to have sponsors. You need to be able to have people that are going to talk about you in a room when you're not there in a, in a supportive way. So who are these people? You need to keep a relationship with them. So sort of coaching these women, because I've been helped and I've been coached to that myself. So obviously, of course, uh, Eva going, giving back to them. So I do that for sure. Um, trying to, so within, within TD, the other thing I do very carefully, very carefully is when I, when I fill a position or have a position to fill, I'm very careful about making sure that I have diverse candidates. So I, 50-50 at the entry. I'm not saying they're going to get the job necessarily, but I, the entry, I have to have 50-50 women, men, or, or diverse, you know, from, from as much as I can from a diversity standpoint. This is, again, very TD, but I actually have seen it because every time my team has gotten more diverse, we've had better results. We've had better performance, better results. So um, that's something that I'm very careful about, which entails 
to be honest, me having to approach women sometimes mm -hmm. because men are very confident about applying, those, applying to those jobs. And I know many women in my circles, even internally or externally, are all going LinkedIn. And I, 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 I really am very active on it, try to find women from other organizations. Who, sorry, everyone else, I am chasing for talent elsewhere <laughs> uh, and, 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 and poaching externally, but I do. I, I, I pay attention to up-and-coming talent elsewhere and I'll reach out to them and I'll and then I encourage them because I, I know they're good and some sometimes will say oh I don't know I'm not sure you know that typical I have like nine out of ten things I don't have that tenth thing for the job description mm -hmm. so yeah exactly. uh, and that's been and I say you know what we'll try mm -hmm. apply for the job and if you get it you still try and if you don't like it you can just quit it we'll find you something else but try and mo most often than not they're phenomenal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's a classic women feel like they have to meet every line on the competencies list right and, yeah. and men tend to be more comfortable if they have even just 60 percent of it so that that's yeah. a, an important lesson um how I always like, you know, hearing hearing tips and tricks from very busy women who lead large teams. You have, you know, 300 people on your team, obviously not all direct reports, but how? what's your approach to managing? Uh, again, I think there's that kind of, you know, that myth that's been sold to women about work-life balance. We know it's not achievable, not all, the, not all of it all the time, but what are things that are important to you or things that you know you need to implement on a regular basis? basis to kind of stay, you know, stay sane, stay grounded and be able to achieve some type of balance uh, between having a life and uh, being the, the, the high powered executive that you are. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting question. And it's an important question. And I would say, uh, I would say, first of all, you have to be decisive. If there's one thing that I think as you, as you get up in your organization or as an entrepreneur, At the end of the day, there's 24 hours in a day. You have to decide for things to move along. So I would say the first thing is right or wrong, make a decision. Yep, sometimes I make decisions sometimes that we're not the best. It doesn't really matter sometimes as long as there's not big catastrophes attached to it. But most often than not, there will not, because we have good judgment. We have experience. We have good judgment. So you have to be, that's how I do it. I'm, I'm pretty decisive. My team would say is a little decisive. Because um, women, we tend to overanalyze. Again, I don't want to be too general, but we tend to overanalyze. Oh, did we think of this or that? At the end of the day, we live in a world more than ever that's so changing all the time, changing by the minute, by the second. Everything comes to us so fast that, you know, so I'm very much of the mentality. And I, it's easy to say today, I wasn't like that 10 years ago, but I have no choice. I've got 300 people. I've got a busy agenda. I have to be decisive. Sometimes it's not, you know, nine out of 10, it will be the right decision. That 10th time that it wasn't, I'll readjust. I'll, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll fix it. Uh, and again, I'm very lucky because I'm, I have a, a manager who's very supportive of that. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that. Uh, enough with the guilt because I did another <laughs> I did another uh, interview recently and I I got asked that question and I said enough with the guilt mm -hmm. there's nothing that comes out of good there's nothing good think about it there is nothing good that comes out of guilt ever yeah worry worrying and guilt is two different concepts you can worry I worry I worry that my 17 year old now drives I worry <laughs> that she's going to get in a car accident mm -hmm. that's good worrying mm -hmm. um, you know but guilty feeling guilty because i didn't see her at 2 p.m when she 
she would say, why are you guilty? Like mm -hmm. you were busy. It doesn't matter. You're happy at work. So I think guilt is an overutilized emotion mm -hmm. way over. It, it's, it's, it's the most over overutilized emotion. We have enough. I have to stop with that. <laughs> My two the teenage daughters would say, we're fine. Uh, even though you weren't there all the time, we're fine. Um, so um, I would say be decisive enough with the guilt. Um, yeah. And then priorities, I would say be organized. Like most women are very organized. We need to rebalance our priorities on a daily basis now, yeah. maybe even hourly, but we're pretty good at that. We're good at multitasking. We're good at, you know, we're good at that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not multitasking now. I'm very focused on this, uh, on this time together, <laughs> but I could, you know, I could say to someone, uh, hi, at the same time, I could be doing a couple of things, but um, yeah, we're pretty, we do have to be prioritizing, uh, our agendas and, and kind of looking at that often, I would mm -hmm. say are my tricks. Mm -hmm. Good advice. And there might be some overlap with my next question, which is my favorite question to ask guests on the show, but what's one thing you wish women would do more of and one thing you wish women would do less of? So we already know less guilt. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say that. So less of, I would say less with the guilt. We were guilty about everything, not exercising enough, not seeing our friends enough enough with the guilt um more of i would say be opportunistic mm -hmm. be life is about opportunities about in everything whether it's your career whether it's your um love life your friendship like uh, traveling whatever i think we need to, entrepreneurs are amazing at that they're very good at taking up on opportunities and mm -hmm. and being innovative so i would say And again, it goes back to that applying to a position. Sometimes we miss great opportunities because mm -hmm. we're pausing too much or we're overanalyzing ourselves too much. I would say dare, just dare, mm -hmm. dare. And uh, I, I think women need to do more of that because, again, we're, we're very good once we're um, in a position or in a project or whatever we whatever we try we're good so mm -hmm. dare <laughs> do more of daring dare to try mm -hmm. yeah dare to try there you go that's well said. without feeling try. guilty <laughs> without feeling guilty exactly i'm not saying it's easy to do yeah exactly that. yeah i never yeah. said that but yeah. uh dare It's a good goal to have. Well, thank you so much, Isabella. It's been great uh, hearing about your journey and your and your work and wishing you a great year ahead and looking forward to getting more uh, good advice from you and your team moving forward. So thank you again. Likewise, Eva. Thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And if you did, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review wherever that is possible. Thank you to TD Women in Enterprise for their support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast by The Brand is Female. I'm Ava Hartling and this episode was produced by our team. Sound engineering by Isabel Morris. Research and production support Claire Miglionico. Yeah.